Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight Talk from Israel. Well, Passover Sameach, Pesach Sameach, happy Passover to everybody. You are listening to the Tamar Yona Show here at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com on this Sunday afternoon on the 9th of April. This show is live if you're listening between 4 to 5 p.m. Holy Time right here in the land of Israel, or if it's between 9 to 10 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. That means that we are live, and if you have any comments or questions, you can join in on the show and ask them or weigh in on the issues that we're discussing. Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. So Passover seems to have uh, been full of modern terror plagues. Here in Israel, a slew of attacks against Israel and its citizens happening. We'll also be covering uh, topics like the United States, sadly, is not Israel's friend. And also, sadly, diaspora Judaism is already dead. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideastern world issues, and I'd like to welcome to the show Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, so uh, we have seen just uh, terror attack after terror attack after missile attack after rocket attack and in between uh, all through the uh, Passover holiday. And uh, where should we start? You know, I, I, I was listening to an Indian, um, <clears throat> an Indian station this morning and they said, another Ramadan, another terror cycle. It's very sad. And this was a Hindu Indian yeah. station saying it? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I, I, there was some some meme on that also going around in, here in Israel talking about the Ramadan, that it was Ra, which is bad. And I forgot what the other part was. <laughs> I ruined it now. But oh, they're saying... Oh, yeah, Ram and yeah. then Adam. Dam is blood. So it's... So it was like... You know, blood is spilled on Ramadan. They go out and they murder Jews. It's become a custom for them to do that. Well, but that's not what Ramadan was supposed to be about. I mean, I've read the Quran multiple times. Christmas wasn't read- supposed to be about going out and murdering and 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 pillaging Jews either. But that's what happened in with the Christians uh, so many years ago. Sure. So. People warp their religions to shape their desires, and they want blood, and they hate the Jews, and so they use it as an excuse to do. So where would you like to start? Well, the, the list of, uh, of, of uh, attacks over the past few days is rather long, so there's no point in actually just declaiming the list. Uh, a person killed in Tel Aviv, two, two ladies killed uh, on the road. Sisters, uh, two sisters. Another one, uh, their mother, actually, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, severely injured, uh, more than 30 rockets from Lebanon, rockets from Syria, southern Syria, southern Lebanon. And uh, rockets, rockets in the south. Hamas, in yeah. Gaza. Go ahead. 
So I mean that you know that's uh, the the list is uh, repulsive. Um, there's no point in actually discussing the list. What we, what we can really talk about is the is the the basic of what's going on. But basic things are what is happening and why. But I I just uh, want to say that the terror attack you know that we had uh, with the two sisters being brutally shot to death in their car. First they flipped over, they, they were pushed off the road and the, shot at and, and the car, they lost control apparently. That's the, the information we have now. The car flipped and then the terrorists got out of the car and shot the two girls, young girls, unma- young unmarried girls, uh, sh- point blank is a brutal thing. The funeral is today, Sunday. and I, I wasn't aware of that detail. I thought they were shot while driving and therefore the car flipped over. Yes, 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 that's yes, yes, that's what happened. They were shot at and then he went over and he shot them point blank also. And oh. uh that's what the that's what the news reports that I read said. And uh these were two young beautiful girls um and the country is incensed by it. There's a there's been a lot of gatherings of people coming together in their honor and uh, but the, the the terror attack that took place in Tel Aviv, uh, which which was a terrorist ramming that killed one and injured seven, they found in the the man that was killed. And he, by the way, he was a tourist. They say from Italy, uh, there was a bullet in his leg. So this this terrorist also, after he rammed them, was uh, sh- apparently shooting. So it's we're seeing what's called achzari, cruel. How would you? How would you translate that? Very vicious. Is cruelty. Cruelty, viciousness in the terror attacks. It's not enough just to, I mean, I'm not excusing anything, of course, but not enough just to go and, and try to kill Jews, but then having the audacity to get out of the car with your gun and then go and finish off the job with such venom and hatred. And this, when anything ever happens in Tel Aviv, this also jars the country because Tel Aviv are the beautiful people. Tel Aviv, there's many people in Tel Aviv who, who uh, defend the, the uh, terrorists because they themselves believe that we took their land, etc. And or they're just very, very liberal people who say, well, we have to give more. We have to make peace. They're upset. They're angry. We have to um, do gestures, etc. And so when it hits them, it, it really is like they're the beautiful people. And that's when it gets a lot of people's attention as well. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I have some of my own personal history stories that I can tell about that. But that'll take too long and it's really sort of miss the context here. But uh, all we can really say, uh, all I can really say, first of all, about all of these attacks, not only these attacks, but the riots that we've seen within our community as well, all of these are orchestrated from outside. And people need to be aware of that. This is well documented. I'm not saying things that, and this is not some sort of ridiculous conspiracy theory. We know this to be clear fact. These attacks, both the terror attacks and the uh, 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 riots against the uh, judicial reform are being orchestrated from outside. And, you know, I I failed to say, which this is the, I believe, the center and the crux of the matter is the Temple Mount. There has been uh, rioting on the Temple Mount. The police went in. 
And uh, because the viciousness, again, remember the Jews who go to the Western Wall and pray, this is below geographically. The Temple Mount sits on top, and then geographically the, the wall, the outer wall, which is the Western Wall, is below. And the Jews who gather there in the plaza, and they're exposed to the sky, everything's open, there's an outdoor plaza, the Arabs routinely... Uh, Sometimes on holidays, they go and they, they gather rocks, they bring them to the Temple Mount, they throw them at the people below, which could kill. These are not rocks like stones. I'm talking about rocks that weigh like bricks. And it could kill people. And they throw chairs, whatever they have. Yes. And now they've got fireworks that they're using, and they were using those against the police. And you're wondering, how do they get these things up on the Temple Mount? It should be forbidden to be able to own these things. It, it, it is forbidden. What happened? Uh, again, these things are all being misreported in the Western press all over the world. Um, what happened was there's, a, there's a, an agreement in place that's been in place now for some, I don't know, 50 years perhaps, maybe more. I don't know exact numbers. That people can come to pray on the Temple Mount, of course, and the Al-Aqsa Mosque, of course. They're protected. Everything is fine, everything is above board, they're not allowed to remain there at night. They're not allowed to sleep there. And they're, of course, not allowed to bring in weaponry. But they do anyway. So a group of, how, how shall I, hotheads, for lack of a better, a better term, announced that they were planning to sleep at the, at the, uh, the Al-Aqsa Mosque. The, the Israeli government went to the people that are responsible for Al-Aqsa, that's the Jordanian Waqf, and asked them to intercede and please, please break up this, 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 this kind of demonstration. It's not our place and it's not our point. We don't want to be involved in this, but we don't want people to break the law, to break the agreement, the agreement with Jordan. And the Jordanians refused. In other words, the reason they refused, of course, is because they're, they're being controlled by, from outside as well. And so these people went in there, and the, they already began to, uh, 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 to riot. They were already shooting off fireworks and throwing stones and other things. Um, uh, 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 not just stones, but uh, bottles and... and, 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 and um, uh, steel uh, pieces of steel and other things so the police went in now what's being reported in the american press is that the the pr police went in they're not they're, none of them are reporting what happened before then so everything is being misreported everything is being um, maligned for no reason whatever and so people are getting incorrect information all of the time I, this I, is a major problem. Yeah, I want to insert here that I was watching Channel 14 News here in Israel, which is a, a news station. It's more a little. It's a little bit more uh, center right leaning uh, rather than the left wing uh, leaning that we have all the time. And they were interviewing somebody who was saying that the Al Jazeera is playing the uh, policemen using their batons against the rioters in the mosque on the Temple Mount, and they're playing it over and over and over again in, these, in, in cycles. And when it finishes, it replays again in order to incite the Arabs and incite Muslims all over the world, to incite people who are Jew-haters all over the world to try to come down on Israel. And, um, and people need to be aware that's Al Jazeera is, 
the government of Qatar. Al Jazeera is the government station of Qatar. Okay, we got to end. You'll save it for the for the next segment. We'll be right back, everybody. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Shalom, this is Lenny Goldberg from the show The Jewish Truth Bomb, and I'd like to wish to all of our listeners a very happy and kosher Passover holiday. This is Leora Mandel from Soul Talk, wishing you all a meaningful and uplifting holiday where you feel energized, uplifted, and enlightened from the holiday experience. Hi everybody, this is Jay Shapiro from the show of the same name. I want to take this opportunity to wish you all a happy, kosher, and meaningful Pesach. This is Nyla Zikinski from Returning Home, wishing listeners of Israel News Talk Radio a happy Pesach from my home in Susia in the heartland of Israel. Hey everybody, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Roy Mosinian. And we're the hosts of Lighten Up. We want to wish you and your family a happy Passover. The staff at Israel News Talk Radio wishes all of its listeners a very happy and joyous Passover holiday. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Warning, take cover. The Jewish Truth Bomb is here. The show that will explode all the false narratives and fake news. Join host Lenny Goldberg each week. As he wires the news together and detonates it through biblical verses that will deliver a shockwave that will blow you away. Don't miss it. The Jewish Truth Bomb. Every Monday. Right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Happy Passover to everybody. And uh, we were talking about in the last segment that Israel has seen a slew of terror attacks, rockets and missiles from, the nor- uh, from uh, Lebanon, from Syria, fr- and in the south from the Hamas in Gaza. And then there have been terror attacks. And uh, many of these rocket and missile attacks, they say, are, be, are the reaction of these countries because of what's happening on the Temple Mount. And what's happening on the Temple Mount is the rioting uh, of the Arabs there. They have all sorts of uh, rocks and uh, who knows what else, uh, fireworks, etc., hidden in uh, on, in the Al-Aqsa, in the mosque and uh, in the area there. And uh, they frequently use this against Jews. And so the police had to come in also. And there's clips of them using their batons to stop the rioters. And this is played on news networks around the world, especially Al Jazeera. This is what the person said that was on Al Jazeera. And they play it over and over and over again. This is used to incite the Muslims. Number one, it, it, it angers and infuriates them because what does a Jew have to have a right to walk, you know, a, and this was quoted by Mahmoud Abbas, Abu Mazen. He said they're dirty little feet. That's what he, he said that when the Jews walk there, it's their dirty little feet because we're infidels in their eyes. We don't belong there. And then to see Israeli police, by the way, many of them are not even Jewish, the police, they're Jews, uh, they're Druzim, but they're in there and they're, they're fighting the protesters to see them hit inside the Al-Aqsa 
Uh, this is this is like a step too far for them, and it's it's infuriating them and inciting them everywhere. Okay, so uh, from that, we're gonna come. We're gonna make a full circle and get back to this, but. We're going to talk about some other things on the agenda for the show, too, to, to, to discuss. And that is, again, sadly, that diaspora Judaism, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem says, is already dead. Tell us why you're saying that. Well, let me go back to the beginning, the very beginning. I, 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 I assume that everybody more or less knows the story from, from, uh, from the Bible, um, uh, 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 Yaakov, Jacob, and his sons go down to Egypt, meet up with uh, Joseph, uh, son, brother, etc. Everything's fine. And then along comes another pharaoh at some point who does not, did not know Joseph. And one of the first things he does, he says, wait a minute, we've got these, these Hebrews here, the, 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 these people. What happens if they're a war and they unite against, uh, with our enemy against us? Well, if we think in, a, in you know, like 21st century logic, what is he talking about? We're talking about, you know, they went down there 70 people. It's no big deal. So they unite, so what? Well, what we need to understand is that they weren't 70 people any longer. They were several million people. And they had uh, uh, um, 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 progressed to the point where they were several million and Pharaoh was afraid of them. And let's jump ahead just a little bit more. Uh, 40 years, well, well, more than 40 years, but it doesn't matter. Uh, 40 years uh, at the end of the wandering in the, in the desert. And we come to uh, 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 Balak. And Balak looks at the people of Israel and he's afraid. Now, this, this is a king of Moab. A, a, a king of two kingdoms. He's just conquered a second kingdom. Why is he afraid of the Jews? It, it, it seems like it doesn't, the whole thing doesn't make sense. Well, this is very important because it does make sense. You need to understand the numbers. If we look back in terms of anthropology, we know that, for instance, the population of the world today is about 8 million. And at the end of the 20th century, it was about 6 million. At the end of the 19th century, it was only about one and a half billion. So the population grows all the time. So what was the world population at the time of the Exodus of the entire world? It was less than 50 million people. And again, look it up on the Internet. This disappears in like a, a, a hundred different articles. You can find that everybody agrees. The population of the entire world at the time of the Exodus, that is about three and a half millennia ago, was under 50 million people for the entire world. That includes the Native Americans, that includes the Native Africans, that includes China, includes everything. So if the people that the people of Israel number on the order of, depending on what commentator you see, it's anywhere between three to five million people. Remember, the numbers given in, 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 in the Bible talk only about um, uh, uh, the men, and only men that are military age, not the children, not the women, not the olders, etc. So we're talking about about three to five million people. So we're ten percent of the entire world population. Well, if those numbers 
are indeed correct and we jump ahead to the present time, well then why aren't the Jews, why are we 15 million people today rather than being something on the order of 800 million people? If we were 10% then, we should be 10% now. But we're not. And the reason for that is, and I don't mean to be derogatory, I'm going to make a, I'm going to phrase it in a sense, in a way that is not pleasant to hear, but it happens to be factual. In every generation, there are people who were born Jews, and they are either too cowardly or too weak to remain Jews. And so, they're absorbed. You can call it a simulation, you can call it absorption, whatever it is, it doesn't, the, the, the terminology is not what's important. What's important is that these people disappear from the Jewish nation. It could be because they marry non-Jews, whatever. Assimilation. Whatever the, is, whatever the mechanism is. So today, Jewish uh, Judaism uh, has to, to about 15 million people. And if we look at the American census, they claim to have 5 million. We know that at least 20% of them are actually not Jews at all, but they're people that just declare themselves to be Jews, or they claim that their grandfather or their father was a Jew or whatever. But, of course, despite the fact that a person might consider themselves to be some sort of a celebrity or something, these people do not tell us what is the definition of a Jew. We have a definition. We've had it for three and a half millennia, and it works. So so you're saying that Jews in the exile, eventually they assimilate out. They always assimilate out. That's been the case all through history. For thousands of years, that's the way it works. That's the facts of life. The, the concept, we, we now have a Jewish state for 75 years, less two weeks. In two weeks, it'll be 75 years. We now have our state. We have a majority of the Jewish world is already living here. It's thriving. It's blossoming. Um, uh, uh, the, the, the life expectancy here is one of the highest in the world. The fertility is the highest in the, in the industrialized world, female fertility. The, the, the um, uh, 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 per capita GDP is one of the highest in the world. We've talked about this just, I think it was last week or the week before. We talked about some of these numbers. I won't go over them again. The Jewish state is doing very well, thank God. Now, these people that live, in, live overseas, I'm not saying anything against them as individuals but for some reason I'm calling it cowardice and weakness you want to use a different term be my guest they do not feel that they really have honest connection to Judaism so they will fade away there will be not be we I expect to see over the next decade about a hundred thousand maybe more Olim from the United States Immigrants. and a similar number from the rest of the world well, there was another maybe a quarter of a million people come here from outside, and that's it. Well, you know, they said that out of all the Jews that were in Egypt, only 20% came out, left yes, with Moses. Yes, that's one opinion. Yes, that's, not, it's not, that, that's one opinion out of several, but yes, you're correct. So it looks like so it could I'm, be the same today, more or less. It, 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 it's clearly going that way. If we're seeing 80%... Uh, 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 of the Jews in America marry non-Jews, 
these people are disappearing. They will they will no longer exist. If, we, if you look at a person like, pardon me for saying something nauseous, uh, Anthony Blinken, a, a nauseating person if there ever was one. Um, he was born a Jew. He was born to parents who were Holocaust survivors, but he chose to marry a Catholic girl and do it in a church, and he's bringing up his children as Catholics, not as Jews. He's dead. He's gone. As far as Judaism is concerned, these people do not exist. Kissinger's does not exist. None of these people exist. They're all gone. They, they have no future. Their future is behind them, not in front of them. The story, their story, has reached its inevitable conclusion. Their story is already no longer our story. They've melted into the melting pot. Yes. Well, that's why I try to tell people who are thinking that there's all this big Jewish conspiracy that the that Rothschilds, I'm saying the Rothschilds today aren't even Jewish. They've probably pretty much all married out, you know? They're not even Jewish. Correct. But, um, you know, people are going to believe what they want to believe. In any case, we're going to go take another break in just a second. And when we get back, we're going to be speaking about that, sadly, the United States is not Israel's friend. I guess you're going to tell us why. And we're going to make a full circle back to Passover and the Temple Mount and what's happening here in Israel. So stay with us. We're going to be right back after the break. Passover is here, and Israel News Talk Radio wants to wish our listeners a happy and healthy Chag Hamatzot. Each year on this holiday, Jews around the world gather together at the Seder table. We share a special meal and read the Haggadah, the story of the exodus from slavery in Egypt to freedom and a new life in Eretz Israel, our promised land. Jews clean their homes from all the hametz, leavening, in a ritual that parallels a similar spiritual process in the days leading up to the holiday. The night before Passover, the head of the household leads the family on a ritual search through the home to find any last bit of hametz that might still remain. The next morning, all that was found is ritually burned, and after that time, no leavening is available or consumed for the rest of the week-long holiday. The Seder starts with an invitation to the hungry or those in need to come join us at the Seder table. The youngest child at the table then recites the firkashas, the four questions, usually chanted in a song, each one beginning with the phrase, Manishtana Halayla Hazeh. Why is this night different from all other nights? Most of the Seder itself and the answers to the questions fulfill the biblical obligation to tell the story of the Exodus to one's children, including the details of the ten horrific plagues that struck Egypt each time Pharaoh refused to free the Jewish slaves. Finally, since the Exodus, we're commanded in every generation to see ourselves as if we personally fled Egypt. Here at Israel News Talk Radio, we'd like to wish all of our listeners a happy, healthy, and joyous Festival of Freedom on this Hag Hamatzot. Happy Passover, a Freilich and Pesach from all of us at Israel News Talk Radio.
We are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Again, Pesach Sameach. Happy Passover to all of our listeners. And we have as our guest Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem. We've been discussing the recent uh, attacks on Israel and its citizens from inside the country as well as outside the country. And we have been talking about diaspora Judaism is already dead, and that is caused, of course, by assimilation and also by the lack of meaning and relativeness to uh, a person's life, the Judaism that they've been exposed to, meaning that the parents, Jewish parents, are not doing their job of emanating uh, and giving over authentic Judaism and Jewish values to their children. And so when they're not getting it, when they're getting a watered down version, which is made watered down so they can assimilate easier and feel more comfortable, they say, well, what's the relevance of this? I don't need it. And they just leave. And you can understand why. All right. Professor, Professor Pasig made a statement, uh, I think it was last week. That's an Israeli professor. It was a, a brilliant comment. He said that over the, over the generations, the most basic mechanism for maintaining persons Judy, uh, a connection to Judaism was the language. Every Jew of any level of education knew Hebrew, and in most cases also Aramaic. But that's no longer the case today. Most very few youngsters in the diaspora bother to learn either Hebrew or Aramaic today. Well, sadly, the, what the trend has been is that as soon as a Jewish boy does his bar mitzvah, that's his death of his Judaism because he stops going to Hebrew school. He stops going to whatever he gets in Hebrew school, but uh, he, he stops going to learn Judaism anymore. That's it. It's finished. And oh, it's, mu- it's much worse than that. I'm sorry. I, I officiated at, uh, a few, few months ago, uh, last summer, uh, I officiated at, at a so-called bar mitzvah of a of a young fellow that came from the United States. He knew absolutely nothing. He had never been to any sort of Jewish education of any kind. Um, he was fat as a doughboy, of course. Um, and he was totally ignorant, totally. Knew absolutely nothing. I could talk to him and I could tell him all sorts of things. He looked at me throughout the entire conversation, the entire meeting, which went on for about four or five hours, uh, like, like, um, uh, um, um, uh, how do you say it? Uh, a froch, um, uh, like a chick, uh, like a bird chick. Yeah. Yes. A little chicken. Yeah. Uh, just, just eyes open. Didn't understand a thing and nothing. It's just very, 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 total, very total it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Yeah. All so, right. I mean, he, he, he'd never been to any sort of Jewish education of any sort. Why they come for a bar mitzvah. I, I'm, Frankly, I don't know. He wanted to bomb Mitzvah Kotel. He got it. That was his exposure for life to Judaism. Right. That was it. Yes, it's very sad. Uh, let's go to the United States now. Uh, you, you say that the, the United States is not Israel's friend. Uh, tell our listeners why. Look, a fr- friends are those from whom you have received and to whom you owe benefits. That's a friend. An enemy are those who seek to injure you and whom you may justly injure in return. In human tradition, this principle of reciprocity defined all relationships. National interests are served by being predictable and reliable. Whether you're talking about Genesis or you're talking about Homer, it doesn't matter. 
there is in human uh, human tradition, anywhere on the globe, any civilization, there is no greater injury than betrayal by a friend whom you have benefited and from whom you are owed benefits. It's not just progressives and leftists in America that assume that they can libel Israel with complete impunity. We see that all over today, except for uh, uh, um, uh, a few people in the Republican Party, perhaps. But the Democrats are completely uh, taken over now by the the, the so-called progressives. What 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 where they're progressing to? I don't, I don't think they have any idea. I certainly don't know. Um, the Biden maladministration greatly and intentionally harms Israel constantly, even though. Biden himself always plays the game of saying that he's a great friend of Israel. He's a liar. He always has been a liar. I I invite people to go back and review the video of when he uh, uh, spoke with Golda Meir, which he talks about as if it's some great accomplishment, but he was horrible to her. Even then, 50 years ago, when he was a a, a new senator. The man is is a... liar he always has been he in hot his entire administration is anti-israel and is proving it all the time night is the uh the, the 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 president ambassador from the united states to israel is doing terrible things all the time it's not just biden and, and his administration of course it's european governments uh 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 the eu despise fear and harm israel all the time and as I said before, at the end of the uh, at the end of the first session, both the Ramadan unrests and the demonstrations are actively orchestrated, and in the case of the demonstrations, funded and paid for from the outside. We already know for a fact. Again, no theory here, no uh, 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 hesitation here. The United States State Department has admitted that they fund the demonstrations, that they are organizing the demonstrations. You, the demonst- be specific, the demonstrations about the judicial reform. Sorry, you're correct, yes. And I want to remind everybody that they use the word, this is not a democracy, we want democracy, when it's the total opposite, because this government was democratically elected. The majority of the people in the country want judicial reform. And for them to go hijack that and say that they're defending democracy is the opposite. They lost at the ballot box, and so now they're trying to bring down the government this way. No, no, it's much more than that. You're correct, of course, but it's much more than that. The, the, the present situation is that the um, justices in the, in the Supreme Court, together with their um, um, emissaries in the various uh, uh, um, uh, uh, government ministries, they today have complete control both of legislation and of uh, the actions of the executive. So they control the legislature, they control the executive. That is not a democracy. And of course, people should be aware, the judges elect themselves. There's no democratic process or checks and balances for the, for the justices at all. Partly it's our own fault. I mean, if, if, uh, if, if, a, if a justice claims 
to have a certain power just because he makes that claim, he or she makes that claim, doesn't mean that it should be recognized and honored. But unfortunately, governments over the last 30 years have always cowed down to them and recognized any claim that they made. And some of their claims were um, just phenomenal, fantastic, fantasy, things that no sane person would ever agree to them if they bothered to think. All right. So you're saying that America is not Israel's friend. I, I want to say here I again, said, America is not being a friend. It's being an enemy. It's harming us intentionally. Okay. And, and, and uh, I, I, I want to state here that the famous saying that countries don't have friends. They only have interests. And well, that's, first of all, that, that was wrong when, when Kissinger said it. It was a stupid statement when Kissinger said it to begin with. And I, and, I'll, and I can prove that to you. Um, first of all, remember, that statement has two parts of it. Countries do not have friends. First of all, he didn't say countries. He said the United States. Nations. The United States does not have friends. It has only interests. Okay. If it has no friends, well, then interests do not follow the, 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 the basic concept of predictable and reliable because your interests can change. So... If, first of all, you have no friends, and only secondly, you have only interests, then when someone is in trouble, you don't come to his aid? Forget for, for, forget for a moment uh, the, the, the idea of military aid. Turkey is, a, is, a, is an ostensible ally of the United States, a member of NATO. There was a, 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 a horrible earthquake two months ago in Turkey. 45,000 people died. What did the American, what did America send? Basically, le much less than what Israel sent. We're a tiny country. And <laughs> Turkey doesn't even like us. So your point about America not sending aid? In other words, America does not view anybody as their friends. They do not, they literally do not have friends. They literally today and again, I'm going to phrase this in a way that's very uncomfortable. The United States today blows, what's the expression? A big bronze cheer at everyone in the world. They don't give a damn about anybody but themselves. Is it fair to say America or perhaps the administration in the White House today? Well, uh, that's, a, that's a fair question. First of all, it's clearly the administration that's, that's in power today. But I would submit that it's, that goes well beyond that because we saw that during the Obama days. We saw that during the Clinton days. We saw that from Carter. Right. So the, this is and all, de all Democrats, by the way. <laughs> well, even during the Bushes, the both Bushes, the, the, the elder Bush, he was not exactly nice to us. No, he wasn't. And, and the younger Bush was basically... But that's why I'm saying I think it is a, I think it is an apt statement that nations don't have friends, they only have uh, uh, interests. I think it's extremely apt. No, I don't, I don't think so. Nations have friends, they also have interests. They do not, and it's not a case of where they only have interests. When, when you only have interests, then when, you, when things get really rough, no one's going to be at your side. Exactly. Well, that's that. That's not good. And after nine eleven, uh, uh, the younger Bush, the United States was attacked 
friends of the United States came to its aid and offered it aid as friends, not as interests, as friends. So yes, they have interest, and the interest in many, many cases, perhaps even most cases, interest will be in front of friendship. I accept that. But that does not preclude friendship. Kissinger's statement was, we do not have friends, only interests. Those are very, very powerful okay. negatives. So we can, we can argue that point another time. I want to go back now, uh, circle back if we can, to the Temple Mount, Jerusalem, and the world stirring up uh, anger and focusing on the Temple Mount. Where would you like to take us with that? Well, I think this is part of a, story, part of a, a, a much bigger story. Um, uh, uh, if we look at what's happening around the world today, um, the United States is in big trouble. As I've said many times, the United States is not dead. It's not dying. Uh, the dollar is not dead. Uh, all of these things are recoverable, but they are under tremendous pressure and uh, 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 at very high level of risk. Higher level of risk than they have ever seen in, in American history, ever. The United States today is in more trouble than it has ever been in its entire history. If we look at the numbers, and I won't bother to go into them right now, the, if we compare China to the United States, as opposed to Soviet Union and the United States, China is much, much closer to America in terms of per capita GDP and many other statistics. Already has a larger navy and a lot of other things. So America is in big, is in big trouble today. It is in a very high level of risk. So what do you do when you're at a high level of risk and in big trouble? You attempt to deflect so that's what they're doing. And the easiest place to deflect is Jerusalem, because as the Bible says very, very clearly, the eyes of the entire world are on Jerusalem, always. Right. You go back to 1095, Urban II. Why would it occur to some schmuck in Rome to send out armies to conquer Jerusalem. What interest does he have in Jerusalem? The eyes of the world are always on Jerusalem. Always. And today, that includes not just places that accept the, 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 the Tanakh, the Bible, as, as part of their traditions, but you see that in India, you see that in Japan, in South Korea, and all sorts of places that do not have a a a, a uh, 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 commonality of history with the with the Christians or with the Muslims, but nonetheless, the eyes of the world around Jerusalem always has been. That never changes, and that's the reality that we all need to live with. You know, if we go back to the story in the Bible, the the, the children of Israel made 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 a terrible mistake, and then did the golden calf, and. Moses comes down from the mountain, and God says, you know, enough of this already. Let me, allow me, God asks Moses, allow me, I will destroy this people and create a new people from you. And what's Moses' answer? Nobody else is going to be stubborn enough and strong enough to accept your conditions, to accept your tasks that you've set us. 
You need us as much as we need you. Tremendous chutzpah for a for basically a the leading advocate in the history of the world for the Jewish people. But it's true. We saw that when we talked previously a little bit a little bit ago about the question of diaspora. Those that are not strong enough, those that are not convinced, those that are not uh, are are weak or cowardly, they do not remain with us. And a lot of the Bible is all about that. I can give you literally in in my new book that just came out last week about Independence Day, about Yom Asmaut, I have 80 quotes from the Bible of where the prophets tell us the same story. Yep, all we need to do is open up the book and read. And and as you said, everything revolves around Jerusalem. And, and that's uh, perhaps what we're seeing happening today. And we just pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for the peace of everybody, peace of the world. And I want to wish you, Dr. Mordechai Ben, ben Menachem, a peaceful holiday. We shouldn't see any more terror attacks or attacks on Israel or attacks on anyone. That we should all learn to live in peace together as brothers and sisters, which is as God made us. We're all human beings. We all bleed when you cut us. And uh, we should just be a light to the world, all of us. I, I don't know else how, how to end this. Absolutely correct. I always used to tell my students, we're all human beings, even those that, even those that sometimes don't seem to be. Well, I want to wish, again, everybody, happy Passover holiday, and we'll be back, uh, God willing, next week on Sunday. And thank you all for listening to us. The Pesach, Passover is a holiday of freedom. We should all be free. We should all be redeemed. And it shall be good. Thank you for being with us, Dr. Mordechai ben Thank you. And thank you all. Israel News Talk Radio, straight talk from Israel. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips with scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from Leak City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Garris from Tennessee. 
me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. 